Hey everyone, this is Krista Rialba, and it's season two of Ambitious Mama that is filled with incredible interviews with women that can help you to, you know, create your dreams and feel really good doing it. Uh, so up next, we have Shelly Boda, and I am so excited for you to meet her and to, and to experience this awesome session with her. I actually had her as a guest on um, a mentorship call and I recorded the audio so you guys could get it too. She is incredible. We go way back. We literally started working together 11 years ago. I think it's like this week is the anniversary. Just incredible. So she stands for all things mind, money, miracles, creating wealth. She is really has played such a huge role in helping me to, you know, take it to the next level for thinking more abundantly. So I'm excited to hear exactly what you guys apply from tuning into this because it is full of great advice and probably some strategy that you've never heard before anywhere else. So tune in. Here we go. Season two, episode four. You knew before you were married, Shelly. So you're still on my phone, Shelly Matzos. <laughs> and it's still the first married. Yeah, still the picture of how I met you. <laughs> and we are going to be bringing you right now, we're gonna be talking about all things money. And I think this is so exciting because you guys, Shelly, I don't even know how to des describe all of these emotions because Shelly and I, are our paths connected in Toronto way over a decade ago, okay? And... I, you know, so Shelly was already on this path of, she was with, like her abundant mindset was at a whole other level that I could even fathom, right? Well, you know, she had vision books that were this thick, okay? She would always talk to me about manifesting and, and there was so much that I could, could learn from her just by literally being in her presence because I did not come from an abundant background. It's not where I was on my journey at that moment. So when her and I started working together in her beautiful little house in Toronto, downtown Toronto, we, we created so much magic in that tea room. <laughs> Ever. The magic tea room. And we've come so, so far. And um, I've learned so much alongside you, but also from you. And I'm just so excited for everyone here to to, to leave this call, to leave listening to this, feeling more abundant the same way that I've always felt and still feel when I connect with you. Thanks, Krista. So Shelly, let's talk a little bit about your journey of entrepreneurship, because when I met you, you were sexy monkey. <laughs> <laughs> All things sexy monkey. Oh my gosh. Yes. Pichinista uh, meets sexy monkey. That's exactly what it was. Tell uh, everyone what Sexy okay. Monkey was. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I will. I'll explain a little bit about how it all started. So I actually went to university because I wanted to be a doctor. So all of my university background was sciences. Um, and it wasn't until my third year at Western that I kind of had a little bit of a meltdown, realizing that I was spending so much time in labs and tutorials when all my friends were out having fun. And I called my dad and I was like, okay, this is gonna sound crazy, but 
I'm also shadowing this doctor, this female doctor at like a, it was a little placement that I was doing and she had six kids and she came in one day and she was really like distressed and she was really upset. And I kind of was like, are you okay? Like what's going on? Like, you don't have to talk to me about it, but like, I can sense like you're having a bad day. And she was just like, it's my son's third birthday. And I have yet to be at home with him for mm-hmm. his birthday for the last three years. And she's oh like, God. it's just really hard. And it was that moment where I was like, okay, I know that I want to be a stay-at-home mom and I know that I want to have freedom and I know that I want to take my kids to soccer or gymnastics or hockey. I want to drop them off from at school and pick them up from school. And, you know, these are, were all things that were like super important to me and where I was going with like my future. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't really see that as a fit for me. And I called my dad, had a meltdown prayed he didn't kill me because they were paying for my school. <laughs> and, um, you know, he's an entrepreneur. And so he actually, he, he really talked me through it in a way where he was just like, you know, you have to follow your passions and you got to do what you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. Now this hour, two hour long conversation ended up with me realizing that like, I was really passionate about dressing my friends and sharing my clothes and reading magazines. And <laughs> he was like, well, why don't you go to fashion school? And I didn't even know that there was such a thing. So anyways, long story short, I graduated from Western. Um, I ended up going to fashion school, um, the International Academy of Design. And I, from there, I got a job doing graphic design for Toronto Fashion Week, which was the Devil Wears Prada on steroids. Yeah. Um, it was nothing glamorous, but oh, oh so glamorous at the same time. Um, but yes, they were basically paying me my transportation to get there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> every day and that was about it so it was it was more like an intern job but something that was super fun um, and then from there I decided that I really wanted to create my own line and my own collection um, and so I did a private label of t-shirts I imported crystals from the Czech Republic and I started hand embellishing clothes and then it turned into shoes and then it turned into um, bathing suits and then it turned into baby bottles and baby onesies and yeah. oh my gosh, cell phones. And to be honest, it was just one thing after another and it just kind of snowballed so quickly that I couldn't actually keep up with the growth of it. Um, I ended up getting featured on um, the Much Music It List show way back in the day, if you ever knew what that was. Um, and it was it aired in November, but then it ended up being the most watched show in, I think it was, was it 2005? What was the date? I think it was 2005, I think. And so I remember it though. 2006 in January on New Year's day, it started to play again as the most watched show. And literally my inbox was just like bombarded with like these DIY kits to crystal your cell phones. And so, oh, it was kind of overwhelming, but I was basically in my mid twenties and was completely burnt out. And Mm -hmm. I was a one woman show in my parents' basement. Everyone was like, wow, you're so successful. You're on like the TV and, you know, much music and MTV and in Toronto life and in stores across Canada. I saw your stuff in Vancouver and it was really amazing. But at the same time, I was like, oh my gosh, this sucks (laughs) because I was so burnt out and I, I was just doing everything on my own. So anyways, I um, continued on the path. I was importing crystals. And so I decided to take some crystal healing courses, which then made me realize I maybe wanted to do um, something called a a fashion pharmacy where I 
created garments based on people's ailments and put crystals on them based on healing them in the right areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my car was broken into and mm-hmm. all my crystals were stolen and all my samples were stolen and everything but my macage like $800 jacket on the back seat. Like it was like, okay, if this isn't a sign, I don't know what is. So I decided to kind of take a step away from it because I just, there was a lot of resistance at the five-year mark where I was just like, why am I doing this? Who am I doing this for? I'm like, mm-hmm. I need a life again. And um, yeah, and then I got into marketing and then I worked for a marketing company for a year. Uh, hated it more than anything. Hated working corporate. Hated everything about working in an office. And then, um, yeah, and then I and then I got into USANA. And USANA was actually what really created the foundational income that's allowed my husband and I to embark on so many other uh, ventures. And so, yeah, so now we're investors in a tequila company where we have um, a bar restaurant downtown Toronto with an Airbnb upstairs. Um, we're getting ready to launch another bar downtown Toronto um, in about a week. Um, I've developed a shopping app um, that's created and we just have to find the first investor, but we have all these amazing meetings with like big companies and super fun things. Um, very hush hush, but we were just approached by a production company to do a TV show, my husband and I. So we have um, two days of like filming at the end of this month to host a TV show for Netflix or HGTV. So, so we're like, there's just been like an insane amount of opportunity that's come from creating that residual income and the leverage from the residual income um, where it's just kind of, yeah, it's kind of snowballed into so many opportunities and so many different ventures and yeah. And like, I mean, I can keep going. Like we, I have my angel card course. I have my social media course. Like, you know, it's just, there's been layers upon layers and I'm one for saying, you know, I really truly believe, and this goes with the leverage and in the money part, um, Krista is that mm-hmm. you have to build your business and your life in pretty little layers because mm-hmm. you have to think of it like a Sunday or a, a, a layered cake. And the more layers you add to it, the tastier it becomes, right? Mm. And so a lot of times people look at me and they're like, how do you guys manage all this? Like, well, how do you do it all? Because like, you know, you don't want to be a jack of all trades. You want to be like, you want to focus on one thing, but if they're all complementary to each other, then what it does is it allows you to build this beautiful cake and you just mm-hmm. keep adding a different color of layer or like, you know, or the frosting or the sprinkles or the cherries or whatever it is that you want to add to it. But it just becomes tastier and tastier as like it gets, you know, fuller. Um, And I do think too that because I have so many opportunities, it allows me to um, never oversell one particular thing. So people never think I'm like overselling USANA because I'm not like, oh my gosh, I have to make that paycheck, you know, Mm -hmm. to um, pay my mortgage this weekend. Instead, I can be like, you know what? I talked about USANA last week. This week, I'm going to talk about my angel card readings or my social media course or you know, something else. And like, it it allows you to kind of switch things up. But I also get so many people from my angel card course that join my USANA team or, you know, so many people, I I actually signed up an associate from just doing an angel card reading with her. So there's so much connection from all of the pieces that fit together. And so the one thing that I like try to encourage is that if you are going to build these layers, try to build them 
like under like a, a brand umbrella. So like you want to keep them cohesive and you want to keep it so it all kind of works together. Mm -hmm. um, and nothing in competition with each other, um, only things that synergistically will work together and make the like parts move quicker. Absolutely. Yeah. So you guys, like the thing about if you're, if you're all about one product or one brand and you're putting that in front of you, then that's a barrier to connection, right? So really what Shelly's really sharing with you guys um, is get, you want them to want to learn from you and then you're going to have all of these ways for them to join you and work with you and yeah. like all these different tools and ways to like really experience more. And yeah. that's really where it gets really good. Yeah. And I think you made some really important points there. I know you and Rye really like having had so much experience with so many different businesses, yeah. you guys had a conversation um, recently that you were sharing with me and that it was like how much value and how, tell me more, tell okay. them more, I guess, about how you guys, like how you guys understand you sonnet and how you prioritize yeah. that and why you do. A hundred percent. So yeah. So the conversation was actually this summer and it was um, with regards to USANA, but of all of the businesses that we've ever done, USANA is the only one that's been worth it. And it's, it's literally that simple because without that foundational income, we couldn't do anything. And mm -hmm. if you take away that income, then you're working so hard for everything else. Do you know what I mean? And so um, we sold a business, a bar business that we had for 10 years. And I'll, I'll, I mean, we put tons of money into this business. My husband poured his heart and soul into it. We ended up selling it at the 10 year mark because we only had five more years left of the, the lease before it turned into condos. And so we thought it was a great opportunity to kind of let, let it go to somebody else as opposed to riding out, you know, the last five years, hoping that it was like they were successful. So we, we sold it on a high note, but our, our rent, just our rent, not our overhead was $17,000 a month at the space. And we were only open eight days a month. We were only open Fridays and Saturdays. So it was very successful on those Fridays and Saturdays, but it was like, it, it was just like, wow. Well, we ended up selling the liquor license in the, the lease for $150,000, which is not a lot of money when you divvy it up between four partners and you pay the closing costs and the lawyer fees and all that stuff, right? So like after 10 years of a super successful business that you spent so much of your passion in to walk away with $26,000 is like heart wrenching. And yeah. so, and then at that point we had just opened our new space, Hotel Delilah and Hotel Delilah was a $300,000 build. And my husband now is working his ass off at this space not making money because like we're trying to just like get our heads above water and get the place like you know out in the, out in the community and whatever and um again like without usana there's no way we would be able to go through these these phases of like launching new businesses or trying new things or having the security of like you know of exploring and doing something more and so, yeah, USANA is honestly the only, the only business that we've done that has been worth all the effort. Um, it's it's even, like a foundation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Like, uh, you need that foundation in order to, like, 
bounce you to all these other opportunities. You know what I mean? Because because uh, I will be honest too, like I took a couple years to like kind of lay low a little bit with my sauna and explore on other things. And my income dropped and my, mm-hmm. my income dropped like, um, and just from me not act, you know, like not actively pursuing it, um, consistently. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to do the social media stuff and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. But at the end of the day, like, I'll give you an example. This summer, my husband was gone 16 hour days at the restaurant. My kids were home. I couldn't meet with clients. I couldn't do an angel card course. I couldn't like, I couldn't do anything. I was stuck with kids at home all summer. And the only thing that paid us was my USANA business. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and without that, we would have been like struggling hard because like, who's going to pay the mortgage? Like, what are you going to do? Right. So, so yeah. And it was going through those little growth spurts that like made me make the comment that USANA is the only one that's been worth it because after all said and done, even after like me kind of like putting it to the back burner for two years, it's still the only thing that's paying the bills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's still the only thing that's like there to support me and us and continue to pay me on the efforts that I like have put in for so long, you know, whereas I left the other businesses through the summer and I didn't make a dollar. I didn't make a penny. Yeah. Cause it requires you showing up and delivering something, right? Um, I still remember when Rye referred to his, the USANA paychecks as the cash for life lottery. <laughs> yes. It is though. In my 11 years, it's going to be 11 years in, in three weeks. It'll be 11 years that I've been with USANA. Yeah. I have only missed seven Fridays of not getting paid. Amazing. My lowest paycheck was $57 and my biggest paycheck was 4300 Amazing. For the Americans listening, I don't know if you know what cash for life is. It's like a, a scratch ticket. And if you win, you get a thousand dollars for life. FYI. Okay. <laughs> every week, every week, every week, every, every week. week yeah, $1, so shall I want to dive into a few questions with you? Um, yeah. that I think will spark some good conversations. Like I could just literally go down memory lane with you for five hours, but <laughs> that yeah. might be self-serving. <laughs> okay. So one thing that I think everyone could really use your insight in, and I think entrepreneurs everywhere, is when we are pricing our products or services, there is this really important lesson and also kind of this balancing act, I think, of we have to do an energy exchange, right? We have to charge, non-negotiable. People only value things that they charge for. I guarantee you guys, if I gave you this seven weeks for free, the attendance would not be what it is, right? That's just kind of how it goes. But what advice would you guys give? What what advice would you give to everyone listening on pricing and what to charge? So my rule of thumb is always to look at your angel numbers. Are you guys familiar with angel numbers? Okay. Everyone's like, nope. Write these down. Okay. Okay. These down. So these are the this is like a little excerpt from my angel card course, but it's literally golden. So number one is positive thoughts. So, you know, when you see one, 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 or like 11, 11, you're like, Oh, make a wish. Think positive. Yeah. Because your, your frequency is so high when you notice the ones that you have to think positive because you're attracting at lightning speed, you're manifesting at lightning speed. So you don't want to think something negative. Okay. Number two is keep the faith. Number three is ascended masters and ascended masters are 
the angels that you had a human connection with. Okay. Um, number four is the angels are with you. And those are the archangels. So, you know, like I won't get into them, but Archangel Raphael, Archangel Michael, all those ones. Number five is positive changes. Number six is material or money. Number seven is you're on the right path. Number eight is abundance. Number nine is get to work on your life purpose. And zero is God. Okay. okay. So whenever I'm looking at how I want to price something, I think of a number that I think its value is or its relevance is. And I start in the hundreds or thousands, whatever, like wherever you're at and whatever market you're working with. But I always like say, okay, well, is it gonna be around $100 or is it gonna be $400? So I start with like the first number. And then I look at what it means. And I'm like, okay, so if it's, say I wanna charge 500 something dollars. So 500, five, it would start with five. So positive changes. So whatever it is I'm gonna do is gonna create positive changes, not with just my life, but with somebody else's life. And then well, what do I want to get out of it? What do I want them to get out of it? I want them to be, I want, I want to make money or I want them to make money or maybe, maybe it's something that I want to create my life purpose with or maybe it's I want to create abundance. And I look at these numbers and I actually pull whatever or assortment of numbers um, to create my price. Okay, so that might seem a little bit like woo-woo and spiritual to you guys. But you have to think there has to be intention and meaning behind what it is you're putting out there. So you mm. can't just come up with a number off the top of your head and be like, okay, I'm just going to charge $199 for it. Well, what is $199? What does it mean to you? What does it mean to them? What's it going to do? What, like, where's the exchange there? And Chris is talking about like an exchange of something. Well, not only are you going to be exchanging a service, but you're also exchanging way more intention in the number and the price. Okay. Oh, I love it. So, I can say I've never heard this before in my entire life. Really? Okay. I just want to something crazy. Okay. So those numbers, you guys can use that, that wherever you are in your life. But I'm just going to show you something really quickly. If I can just open this here. Hold on. Where is my book? I have to say, you guys, when I was, when Mike and I were buying the house that we're living in right now, and I was telling Shelly about it, she goes, what's the address? What's the number on the house? I was like, 388. She's like, okay. And she like told me like what it meant and everything. I don't know where my book is, but so Doreen Virtue has a book called Angel Numbers. Mm -hmm. um, don't go, you don't have to go buy it because if you actually um, pulled out a number, she basically just elaborates on what I just told you in a nutshell. So if it, does, it, does anybody ever see sequences of numbers? Yeah, for sure. Okay. So give me a sequence of numbers. Um, like I see threes a lot. Okay, well, threes are ascended masters, but if you see like, not like three, three, three or two, 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 like if you always see like, I don't know, like, oh, I keep seeing like four, seven, nine, say, okay, something like mm -hmm. that, like four, seven, nine was on the license plate. And then it was like $4 and 79 cents or, you know, whatever. So the angels are with you. You're on the right path. Get to work on your life purpose. Mm. Okay. So just like tie them together. And if you look at that book, if you're ever an indigo, literally look at it. And it's just an elaboration on literally what I just gave you right there. 
Okay. Um, history. So wait, I'll post that in the group, you guys, just so you have like a handy reference. Yeah. Um, and just save it as a note in your phone too. Cause yeah. you know, like sometimes you want to look at it. So that's, that is legit, legitimately how I price things out. So um, cool. I start that way and it just gives me intention. And a lot of times, like I have my one hour angel card reading is one, one, one. Mm. Oh, 11, oh, like, um, $111. My angel card course is four, four, four. Obviously your angels are with you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like you like price things with intention. And then how do you start with knowing what to like price? Well, you have to know your market. So if you're working with single moms, you might not want to price something like astronomically high because, you're working with single moms and like, let's be honest, like single moms have very different struggles. Like, you know, I can only imagine how hard it is for them to like support on their own and things like that. So if you're helping single moms, you want to be helping them. But at the same time, you also want them, like Krista said, to be invested in what it is you're doing. Yeah. And so you, you need to prove the value that's going to go along with the price tag in the description of what it is you're selling. Yeah. Um, I I would love for us to dive in a little bit into the kind of the idea. I know that this is really prevalent out there and that is there's a lot of coaches teaching other coaches how to charge a lot of money. And I even see this in the, the mom, um, the, the moms coaching other moms world. And it's very, um, I really don't feel great about it because I don't necessarily know that the values are always there. It's funny that you're saying this, Krista, because last night I just read through a, like a thread on Facebook and a girl had posted something in a group saying, charge $5,000 to get one client as opposed to $500 to get like X amount or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And then there was all these comments going back and forth being like, Yes, I totally agree. Like, I'd rather find one client that's going to pay 5000 than like X amount that's going to pay like 500 or whatever. And then there were so many people saying the opposite, being like, as soon as I reduced my prices, I was able to serve and help so many more people. And it made me feel better to get my message out to 100 people as opposed to mm-hmm. one. You know what I mean? So yeah. you have to think of it that way. Like, I mean, we're in a business of serving people. We're in a business of like helping people. And so we, we can't are. be greedy yeah. that we only want to help one person yeah. with that amount of money. And I'll be honest with you, it, it does kind of despise me a little bit when I see somebody selling something for $10,000 and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, Because people are going to pay it, especially like when they're speaking to vulnerabilities, right? It's like, if you're feeling broken and overwhelmed and this and this, you're worth it. So do this, you know? And And I'll be honest, like we have have a responsibility. This is my conversation. I have really a responsibility. And not only like our responsibility is to help these people. Mm -hmm. And to do our best to, to do what it is we can, not take advantage of them. And I'm not saying you're stealing their money. Like maybe you do have like, you know, decades of like credentials that like give you this value and this worth. But like, there's just, there's so many coaches up there and there's so many people doing the same thing. And um, I think that, I, so I'll be honest with a, with a situation that I had, okay? I actually was looking for, for a, a business coach and I ended up um, 
going, or I ended up getting a quote or asking, I asked a friend for help who then turned around and gave me a quote or invoice to take something for like $12,000. And I was like, okay, um, no. Um, and then I ended up finding somebody who could coach me to do the same things who was only $3,000. And I was like, okay, so I might not get all of the like extra bonus perks and whatever, but I'm like, I don't have $12,000 to spend right now. And I was, I was kind of being hoaxed into like, well, you have to spend the money in order to make the money. And like, you have to like spend that in order to see the value in this. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like I just don't have the money. So I'm not going to go waste it or put it on credit. I'm going to go find somebody who can, you know, who I still feel like, wow, this is a lot of money who can still deliver the same kind of thing. And I, that's what I did. And it was like, in my opinion, I mean, I don't know what I missed out on, but I learned what I want, I, what I set out to learn. Yeah. And I did it for a heck of a lot cheaper yeah. and something that still was like, seemed expensive to me at the time. Yeah. You were still invested and that's, yeah. that's the piece. And right? your people will find you. Like you just have yeah. to be very clear on who you're speaking to. Right. Because mm-hmm. it, like, again, like I use the single moms as an example and mm-hmm. I mean, not all single moms are struggling financially. That's like very, it's, it's a horrible thing for me to assume, but just knowing that, you know, they're supporting families and maybe they only have one income, you know, it's respectful in my opinion (laughs) to take those things into consideration because I just feel like they'll respect you so much more in return. And yeah, I don't know. I just think that if you, yeah, if you price reasonably, then like it, you'll get more respect in return. And I have to say people who do my social media course, they often do my angel card course right after, or, you know, or they'll book an angel card reading or they'll do something else. And I'd rather get it from like all different angles and be able to support them in so many different ways. <laughs> on their journey of, on their journey of really growing with you, right? Not yeah. just like a one-time payment, like, thank That's you, you know, yeah. next. Okay. So one thing I want to share with you guys in terms of like hosting events, because I know a lot of us are, you know, we're looking to host different events to get people interested in what we're doing and that it's always better in my opinion to charge something or to have some, some sort of exchange, right? And that can be, um, I've done different things lately where, you know, I've hosted like a health and wellness event and they still buy a ticket. They still buy a ticket. Even if it's at my house, they buy a ticket and that ensures them, you know, a takeaway bag, a swag bag, you know, and some sort of experience because that way, again, they are, they're going to show up on time. They're going to show up and they're going to experience whatever you're bringing to the table differently when they invest even just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Shelly, anything you want to elaborate on that piece? Um, no, I think you, I, I definitely think that you have a good point. I think that the biggest thing that you just said there was to create a customer experience. Mm-hmm. Um, like we're doing the Rosé Q&As and they're doing so fantastic. And we aren't charging, but we do get a lot of like people saying no the day of, um, which always sucks. Because people will pay to go to uh, Rose Q&A. I would pay to go to, because it looks so amazing, right? Yeah, totally. And, um, and it's like, it it is really, it's like, they're fun and they're social Mm -hmm. and, 
you know, we've been sharing quite a bit on social media about them. So people kind of know what they're getting into or what they're coming to. Um, but I do think that the customer experience is the biggest thing because Absolutely. we have so many people who come to another event and another one, and it's the same thing. It's basically yeah. the same thing. It's just different. They just want to hang out. They want to hang out and drink wine. And-, and the last one, they were like, you know what? We had three repeat people. And like, I was like, okay, so tell us, tell the group, why are you back again? <laughs> and they were really just like, cause it's so uplifting. It's so fun. It's so positive. Like every time I've come, I've left just so inspired. Yes. And so you just, you know, no matter what you do, I think the customer experience, which you just touched upon, Krista, is the most important part of the equation. Having mm-hmm. the investment there is, it's nice because it, if everyone canceled, but everybody paid, you're still paid a little bit of your time for the inconvenience of everyone canceling. Yeah. So that's kind of why I like it, even if it's only like $5 or $8. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they cancel, then at least like, it's like, oh, well, whatever. They paid for their ticket. If they don't want to show, that's fine. Absolutely. You could do, um, like we've been doing swag bags with like the Celeviv mask. Yeah. So we do like a $20 and then that pays for like the goodies. And then mm-hmm. that's guaranteed um, business that's created just yeah, from totally. them RSVPing. Okay, so let's touch a little bit on um, additional revenue streams and let's actually go a little bit more specific into, I don't know if you remember, I did this a f- few years back. It was called like Cash in a Flash and it was like a hundred ways to make money before Christmas. And I don't even- it was, Oh my God, that was amazing. <laughs> the ideas that I come up with and just like, bing, okay, That's let's go. That. You and I both- that was more than a couple of years ago. That was like, some ideas are just. Chris and I are notorious for just being like, I have an idea. And like, <laughs> go with it. Don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. Just go. Just do it. 100 ways to make, I don't even know where the recording is, but there was Jen Groover was on there. Alicia Dunham's. You were on there, weren't you? Or did we part of it in some way? I don't remember. I don't know. I remember it. And it was awesome. Leanne was on there as Leanne Graychuck, so that was before Rick. So now we're really going back. So I don't even know. Anyways, okay. So right now we are, if, if everyone's listening to this right now, it's like Christmas or some sort of holidays is around the corner, right? Literally. What are ways that you would recommend for people who are entrepreneurs or want to think more like an entrepreneur to get some cash flow moving, right? Quick, like not long-term strategy. We want some money flowing tomorrow. Okay. So can I just tell you guys what I just did? Yes. Okay. So I was on my way to Naples to do a training for the USANA team there. And I missed mm-hmm. a connection flight and had five hours um, of alone time. And in the five hours, I, I like had all these like epiphany business ideas and crazy moments. Yeah. You called me. Cause I was like, Krista, Krista, like I was calling everybody that was coming to mind. Yeah. Like I could create these, but anyways, Long story short, one of them was that I was like, you know what, we have to use our upstairs Airbnb at a restaurant that's vacant and we got to create Christmas sets for people to come in and take photos. So this was on like Saturday that I was flying out and by the following Friday, so I did my whole trip to Naples, I flew home, I did a meeting on the Tuesday with like Oxford Properties, which is like a, they own like a big, big malls and this was for like my app thing. And then basically Thursday was Halloween and I moved like all like furniture and like couches and Christmas trees and everything you could think of to the Airbnb. And I set up three Christmas sets. 
And just to put this into perspective of why this was such a great idea in the moment was because I basically am charging $99 for people to come in for half an hour, use the sets. It's a DIY thing. Mm -hmm. And we're only doing four days a week plus one day on the weekend. And there's minimal for us to do like minimal. And if we sold 75% out of what we were doing for the three weeks, we'd make $30,000. Freaking brilliant. Just brilliant. Okay. So this was like, I was like, we got to do it. We got to do it. Even if we make half of that, if we make 15 grand in three weeks, it's worth it. Right? Like no skin off our backs. Like Mm -hmm. I don't need to set Christmas up in my house till December. Anyways, (laughs) let's, let's just do this. And so in probably a three day turnaround, we created flyers, we took pictures, we set up Christmas, we set up three sets, we got the booking up, we added the page to my website and voila, voila right now. Oh my God. You guys are loving it. Brilliant. They're loving it. But so, yeah, so like that was literally a quick, a quick thing. It was quick, easy turnaround, um, created a lot of effort. And I've had so many people actually, somebody messaged me a couple of days ago and she was like, you just have the best ideas. And I said, no, I don't. I just execute them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody yeah. has the best ideas. Yeah. It's just that people don't execute them. So you could have easily like talked yourself out of it. Oh my gosh. A hundred percent. Oh, it's too much work. Uh, what are, I got to be there all the time. What about this? What about this? Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, but anyways, but yeah, it's just about getting those ideas guys and making them happen, like Mm -hmm. executing them, go run with it. Roll with it. Like really, what was the worst case scenario? I set it up and no one showed up. It cost me, I think $150 in batteries and extra like trinkets. Like that's about it. Maybe some Christmas lights. It cost me $150. That's it. Amazing. Two days of my time um, setting it up, but really at the same time, like it was, it was kind of a no brainer to just like roll with it. So again, like you just have to get those ideas and do something with them because if we sit here stagnant, like I have, I was talking to a pizza party yesterday after my son's hockey game. And there was a lady who was like one of the moms and she's like, Oh, well I have an app idea. And I was like, oh, what is it? And she's like, oh, I don't want to tell you because you're going to like go do it. And I'm like, no, 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 I've got so much on the plate. I'm not definitely not going to do it. Like yeah. I, I already have an app going right now, but she was like explaining it to me. And I'm like, so why don't you go do it? And she's like, oh, I don't know. I just feel like it's probably already done. And, and she had every excuse in the book. I'm like, lady, like this, but this is the problem. Do you know how many people have an app idea? A lot of people have an app idea. And do you know how many people are actually doing it? Not a lot of people. I mean, there's a lot of apps out there, but yeah. people who are actually like investing to go and create an app and like make it worth it, make it happen. Like people just don't roll with their ideas. No. Okay. So let's actually, so you and I are similar in so many ways, but if, if I were to sit down right now and say, okay, like, I want to feel what would be a fun thing to do right now. So an extra, so layering onto my cake, something that I'm at, I'm setting the intention that I want a quick turnaround and minimal effort, leveraging my time, right? Focusing my time still on the things that will build the, the most amount of long-term income. Mm-hmm. So you and I have both built this, mis- this muscle so strong, this intuitive muscle to feel 
what feels right to take that action without overthinking it. Mm-hmm. How do we teach that? <laughs> well, no, I think that's a really good question. And I, I think the only way that you can teach it is to work it, work it work out. It. Right. Like yeah. the only way you can build muscle is to work it out. Like is to exactly. repetition is like consistency. Like you can't go to the gym once and be like, Oh, I'm ready for a, a bodybuilding competition. Like, you have to, you got to keep going. So if we're building that muscle, we have to start rolling with ideas. And so like big or small, you got to just get that intuitive confidence to jump with things because if Mm -hmm. you don't, then you're always going to stand stuck in the same spot, right? Like you're basically encouraging that muscle to stay put every time you don't do something with it. So there's also like, I mean, fear, time, and money, those three major objectives that come into play at any point. Oh, well, I don't think anybody's going to buy it. Or what if this, or what if this, or what if nobody needs this? Like, I thought you were going to ask me like, okay, well, what's something fun and creative we could do right now off the top of your head? Well, let's do it. <laughs> you do some sort of like a holiday gift guide and yeah. you could literally go on Canva and create a holiday gift guide with your favorite products and you could email blast it out. You could like um, shared as a, a shared link, like, and you could, you could link all your favorite products and they don't even have to just be the product that you sell. You know, they could be other products that you genuinely love that you're not paid to sell. Um, but you could, there's so many things you could do. Like you could do what Krista did. You could do like a little symposium where you get like mentors from different spots and, you know, you create some sort of a podcast or some sort of an audio or an online course, or I don't know, like the lists go on and on and on. Like you could just keep going, but you have to, you got to do something with those ideas. And if you don't do something with them, then you're exercising the idea to stay stagnant Mm -hmm. and to not grow. Yeah. And um, Wayne Dyer, like he taught us how to develop our intuition by by taking like those little downloads and taking action on them. So it's like if you're driving and it's like, you should turn, you should take that way instead of that way. It's like, okay. Right. And you just start like trusting those little downloads. See where it takes you. Like, and just see where it goes. Right. And it's just like this beautiful, this beautiful act of trust. So more tangibly guys, if you're looking to, to really, to generate some cash, it's like, take this advice and start to like implement something like this is going to be part of your homework, which we're going to talk about, you know, after Shelly's gone, but it's going to be something to actually put this into action. Mm -hmm. And it could, there's a lot of ways to make money this time of year that, um, are going to take more time, but might be fun for you. Like maybe like wrapping gifts, right? And maybe you're like the neighborhood oh gift wrapper. Krista, I love, I love this so much right now. You have no idea. It's so aligned with where I'm at because I'm going to be honest with you. As an entrepreneur, there's ups and downs and <sighs> you don't have the consistency of income all the time. So even though I have the foundation of my sauna business, if all my other streams of income stop, and they were bringing in, let's say three grand a month, that's a lot of income to be at loss, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to come up with ways and creative ways to make income fast. And honestly, like Krista, like I'm so happy that you're bringing this up because even selling things Mm -hmm. like that don't serve you in your space, Mm -hmm. they're, they're holding space that if you let go of those things, it opens space for better things to come in that actually do serve you. So like I always say, like 
literally like goes through your house. Is the treadmill downstairs? When was the last time you used it? Sell it. Cause guess what? It's Christmas and somebody might need a treadmill for their parents or like their husband or somebody. And like, they may be shopping on Craigslist or Kijiji for Christmas presents. Like our, I don't, you know, you don't want to say like our trash is somebody else's treasure, but like it is like, if you're, if you can't find a use for it, there's somebody who can. And now is such prime time because it's Christmas and you know, people are looking for deals and ideas and you know, things that they can gift and re-gift. So yes. And it, there's no shame to, in that. No, you have to get creative because yeah, you got to just be like, okay, well, how can we make money? You guys, I'll give you an example of someone who obviously does not need extra cash. Gary V. Gary V goes to yard sales, literally yard sales. And will st- he just loves the, the thrill of the finds. And he will flip random things at yard sales as like just a, a fun money-making hobby. Okay. okay. <laughs> so if you guys are cleaning out your kid's closet or your closet or whatever, it's like you're still a bonafide total entrepreneur because you're just seeing the value and you don't want clutter in your life. So mm-hmm. awesome point, Shell. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about um, money management. Now, this is an area that I definitely struggled with and it's still an area that I have to put a lot of love and attention into and it's like I was really good at making money I'm very good at making money now but the managing thing I was like "Ah, I don't want to look at it like I don't want to deal with it but it's just as important to manage your money and have you know I'll let you talk more about that as it is to make it 100% take it away sister (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, a great example, like in my first couple of years with USANA, like I made a lot of money and I didn't have any site, any type of management skills whatsoever because it all kind of came in quick and I didn't really know what to do. And so we ended up spending so much on stuff and it's, I mean, it's not terrible, but at the same time, we had no idea that at the end of the year we were going to get like a $26,000 tax bill Mm -hmm. and have to figure out how to pay it. Right. So we just, we didn't, we didn't really know what, how this was all working. So, um, I do, we got a financial planner. She's fantastic. Her name is Sarah Zolo. I can refer her to any of you if you want. (laughs) Um, but she's, she's honestly been the biggest saving grace for us. Like in terms of having somebody who's an expert in finances and financial management, um, and really just like setting us up and setting up an empire of, you know, ways to secretly store money and like pay for things like critical illness, where it's also in exchange for like a retirement plan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, setting up little par policies for our kids, like, you know, doing all these things where like, it's all happening behind the scenes. And like, I don't even know, like, I don't even see it or notice it coming and going, but whenever we are in kind of like, Oh my gosh, like we need money. We always, we always like look at our assets and we're like, okay, yeah, we're good. You know, because I have two grand on my credit card and I call Sarah and I'm like, oh my God, ah, I'm like using my credit card. And she's like, Shelly, just take a deep breath. Like, you're going to be okay. Like, let me send you your portfolio and like take a peek at it. And like, you have no idea that you're in good standing right now. And just mm-hmm. knowing, A, having somebody to talk to about it who gets it mm-hmm. um, is really important. But like, 
also just knowing that like you have that safety net that like you 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 may not know that's there in the background um is amazing because like again as an entrepreneur it's like ups and downs right and and not everything is <laughs> roses and sunshine all the time and when you have bills to pay and you know kids to feed and mortgages to pay like you know you have to be on top of these things otherwise you could just spend so much more um, than you're making and just lose total sight of the end goal absolutely but i also think too like you have to make money like you don't want to like like hoard your money and like like hold it tight or have the intention of making it and keeping it all like you still want to be able to put it out there and spend it and have a good relationship with it. I mean, Money Love is a great book to read about about money relationships, but um, having the intention of being like, oh, I need to hoard it is not a good feeling either. And it's not a good energy to have with money. So yeah, I don't know. Like I think that everybody has their own money struggles. And I think that, you know, it, it changes as your journey grows and changes. Mm -hmm. Um, it's very different from before we had kids to now when we have kids, <laughs> um, and you spend money very differently, um, and in different ways, but yeah, I think it's very important to have a good relationship with money and understand that you don't need to be the money expert. There's somebody who can be that person for you. Um, and I think that person is a very huge part of the equation of understanding your money. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Like Thank you, you so much for you, referring you, Sarah to me. Yeah. I was going to say you, Sarah as well, right? Yeah. She's, she's so great. And then I use her dad for the accounting. <laughs> yeah. So that's awesome. Okay, cool. So money management is important. Like, so like what Sarah told me and also like my, one of my um, amazing bankers at the local bank, she was like, you're good at making money. Keep on doing that. You have us. And I was like, but I don't understand it. It's like, you don't necessarily need to, if you have the right people in place who can empower you in those conversations. Mm -hmm. I can tell you that it, I've had um, situations with um, financial advisors that we did not work with who Mike and I would go into the meeting and they would only speak to Mike. And Mike was like, nope, not, not the one for us. They don't even realize that you're the one that builds this business, right? So it's like you want to make sure you're working with people who really have your back and it feels good to talk to them. They don't make you feel like little, mm. you know, in any way. Can I be a little bit woo-woo for one second again? Yes, my love. Okay, so I had um, a lady come to my house for an angel card reading and normally I don't invite strangers into my house, but this woman came to my house and I had no resistance to it. And I don't know why, but when she walked in, I was just like, it's funny because I don't ever, I invite strangers to my house and I didn't even think about it. But then we ended up working together and she was here for such a different reason because we got talking and she was like, can I ask you a question? And I said, yeah. She's like, you and your husband make really good money, right? And she's, and I was like, I'm like, yeah, like we do fairly well. And she's like, but you have a hard time holding on to it. And I was like, well, God, I'm like, it's so expensive to live here, <laughs> like Toronto, like kids, like everything, every curricular activity is like thousands upon thousands of dollars. Like, I'm like, it's crazy. She's like, you need mirrors in your stairwell. And I said, what do you mean? She's like, you have a waterfall stairwell. She's like, 
let me guess your office is upstairs. And I said, yeah. She's like, so you work really hard to make all your money up there. And she's like, you have staircase upon staircase upon staircase. She's like, it literally goes right out the front door. Oh, you need mirrors in your staircase to break up the energy and confuse it to slow it down. So of course I tell my husband, he's like, go out and buy mirrors for the staircase. <laughs> right now. In one sense, I buy these beautiful mirrors for the staircase. And no word of a lie, within like three weeks, we had a surplus of a hundred thousand dollars come into our come into our possession. Okay. Oh. And we were just so like, good. this is crazy. So my husband was like, get her to come back in and every room in our house. He's like, you need to do it. And 10 minutes before I got on this call, I came up to my desk. And to be honest with you, I haven't been working at my desk because the kids are at school and I work in the kitchen a lot of the times. And I have this abundance grid on my desk and it's a crystal grid. That's an abundance grid. And I came up to my room and I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Where's my abundance grid? Where's my abundance grid? And I swear my kids have taken my abundance grid off my desk in the corner that it's supposed to be in. And I can't ask them because they're sleeping. But tomorrow morning, I was like sweating. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to fuck with my phone. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> Where's my abundance grid? <laughs> oh, but I'm like, so I'm such a believer in this stuff. And anyways, my abundance grid's not there. And it's a full moon. Don't F with my abundance grid, kids. You're not getting breakfast till it's on the table. <laughs> Seriously, I will fill you in on what happens with the abundance grid, but I always keep an abundance grid of crystals on my desk. Amazing. So good. Mike's really into feng shui as well. And yeah. like, we know what the wealth corners are of our house. And so one is... A wealth corner is um, where there's plumbing. So that's not awesome because it's like can go out. Mm -hmm. So we have crystals there. We have a mirror there. We have plants there, like everything to improve the space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We'll bring on a feng shui expert. I'm obsessed with feng shui. Does anybody have salt cures? No, what's that? So it's it's a salt cure. So it's uh, basically a jar of salt. And you put these five Chinese coins inside of it. And then it diffuses over time negative energy. And so like it's grow, it grows like all over like the outside. All of this is like diffused like negative energy. And they can get so wild and like they can grow like insane like so much. Like, and you're not like really supposed to touch them because it's like it's all negative energy. I have one in my kitchen and I have one up here in my desk by my desk. Um, crazy. I'm going to, that's part of our homework guys. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So Shelly, we've, um, we could keep you all night long cause you are a wealth, literally pun intended of information. <laughs> um, I'm quickly just going to pop into the chat screen here yeah. and just see, uh, what everyone's saying. Um, so Nikki's loving everything. Um, we'll definitely need the, the lady's number ASAP. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Um, yeah, everyone's just really resonating so much with what you're saying. Okay, perfect. Okay. So Shelly, any closing words in terms of like all of these beautiful people who are like setting out to every single one of them is in a business and aligned with different tools and services and modalities of healing and serving and bettering the planet. 
So they deserve to be massively abundant as well. Any words to them to on that piece? Yeah. So honestly, guys, it's a, I, I think a dream is just something that we think of that is in the far distance. But I feel like when there's a plan put behind the dream, it becomes real. And the action is the piece that makes it all come to life. So I think that like, it's really important that we take like these ideas and these things that we dream about and these great, like, you know, I like all these like crazy ideas that we get, or even just like being dreamy about like, okay, well, where do I want to see my business and how much money do I want to charge for my programs? Like know that you're worth every bit of it, as long as you put in the action to achieve it. Okay, so it's not just going to happen with the snap of a finger or because you conceptualize the idea of like, oof, I'm worth, you know, a thousand dollars an hour. You have to put the action in to make that happen. So um, take those ideas, take those dreams, create a plan and just execute them. And honestly, like they'll come to life and you will create so much magic and abundance in your life than you ever could have imagined and make sure that you build in pretty little layers. Yes. And I have to share the, the most profound piece of advice that you gave me so early on. And that was act as if. Oh yeah. It's so funny. That was on the tip of my tongue, but I'm like, I could talk about that for hours and I can't, but. Act as if. That's a whole episode. My yeah, money so and miracles. Like, the best example of acting as if is this, like, if you wanted to be, if you wanted to be an Olympic swimmer, go and speak to an Olympic swimmer ask them like, okay, what does your day look like? Like, what do you eat for breakfast? How many hours a night do you sleep? How many hours do you swim a day? You know, what are, what kind of like off like pool or at a pool activities do you do to like strength train or whatever? Frozen. You're frozen a little bit. Oh yeah. There we go. So really like learn about what they do to become an Olympic swimmer. Like unless you implement those same strategies and those same things. I don't want to say you're not going to become an Olympic swimmer, but if you just go day by day, like you are now, you're definitely not going to be an Olympic swimmer. You have Mm -hmm. to act as if you're that. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, if it's like, I don't know, go and rent your dream car and drive it and look at the person next to you and act as if it's yours for those like few minutes, you know, like go walk through like million dollar homes and move in, act as if it's yours. Like, yeah. Right. You got to feel that internal vibration. Um, you got to feel that internal vibration and then hold on to it in order to create that magic. Who's awake in the hall? Oh, Coco just woke up. Coco. We love you, Coco. We'll, we'll wrap it up, mama. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. And uh, I'm going to summarize some of these key points. Um, for everyone so they could take action right away. And Chris, I'll send you um, Lee, my feng shui girls number. Yay. Awesome. Okay. Love you. Bye, Thank guys. you so much. <laughs> All right. Okay, guys. So I know we're going a little bit um, over time here, but I think it was worth it. So as for our homework, it's really to implement all like we're going to put it into point form, but some of the key things that Shelly spoke about 
Hey everyone. So what did you think? I cannot wait to hear from you and I can't wait for you to apply some of the incredible tips, advice, strategy that was shared. Head over to facebook.com forward slash ambitious mama podcast. So that's a ambitious mama podcast on Facebook. Go ahead and search for the group there because I'm going to post some of the resources that she shared, especially that amazing like money, like the, the number chart with the angels like so cool so i can't wait to hear from you guys create some discussion and and really most importantly know how you've implemented this into your life so i'll meet you over there and i cannot wait for this next podcast i don't even know who i'm interviewing yet i gotta look at my calendar but every one of these interviews has been so incredible what a beautiful journey thank you guys for being here and being a part of this with me talk soon bye